You are listening to Scattered by Anchored Baptist Church, where we are working to reflect the diversity of Hermanus as we gather to hear good news and as we scatter to share it. You have an identity that is shared with all those who are called blessed by the word and work of Jesus. You have an identity that is shared with all those who are called blessed by the word and work of Jesus. In Sunday school this morning, in the nine o'clock hour, we talked for just a short time about cultural memory. Now, we all have memories of, of different kinds, right? So, for instance, we all have, you could say, historical memory. I remember what happened yesterday, or I remember what happened when I was six years old. Uh, and then we all have some sort of social memory. Uh, things that we are, <laughs> from mistakes that we have made ourselves or that we have seen others make, we know we should or shouldn't do, right? For instance, Tara has taught me many good things. One of the things is that I'm not allowed to just start talking to someone. I have to actually greet them and ask them how they are. And this is supposed to be done on WhatsApp and in person. I don't know if you knew this. I didn't know this. I've learned it, and I still like to break those rules sometimes, okay? I guess that's what's socially acceptable. And when I don't do that, um, there's a social memory that's built into everyone else's life, an etiquette, if you will, that I'm breaking, okay? So forgive me. Just forgive me for that right now, all right? Uh, Then I'll move on. No. Uh, And then lastly, we have kind of a cultural memory. Uh, And this cultural memory can be anything that maybe your family practiced or a larger group, culturally speaking, uh, tribally speaking, your neighborhood that you grew up in, whatever the case may be, the one you're in now. You have other traditions and practices that are in place that are building up a kind of cultural memory for you and for those around you. Now, maybe those cultural memories are good things, or maybe they are bad things. Maybe they're actually, you know, uh, very dangerous things that cause you to live inside of a world where you can only see what's right in front of you, and you can't put yourself into the shoes of others around you. That's bad news. That's not what we're looking for. In fact, this becomes quite dangerous, right? We would call this in some form or another tribalism. We all like to be a part of a tribe, but it's never pretty when tribes argue and fight and go to battle, right? And so one of the things that I think is good for us as a church, especially as we go into our family meeting here in just a little while, uh, to consider and to think about is the cultural memory that we have as a church. Because I'm not going to lie, my memory is short, and I've almost forgotten it all. I've almost forgotten all of it. Uh, No, I'm not talking about people's names or faces, although there was a time during lockdown I was wondering as I'm preaching into the microphone, who is this going to? What is happening here? Right? Uh, What I'm talking about is the things that we've experienced in the past. Two weeks ago when we got to have the meal out there under the shade, that was pretty great, right? That, that's culturally forming for our church. 
And it's a good thing to experience and to have together. One of the things as Christians, and then as a a local, smaller expression of the church all over the place, one of the things that we need to keep in mind is that we are a people that have been called together. You know, Jesus said uh, that we should forsake our mother and our father, right? That we should forget about our family. Okay, he didn't say it quite like that. He said that you should love me so much that as though any other love that you're expressing is paling in comparison. Uh, This is one of the things that is a challenge to all of us, right? Because we're constantly being pulled back into whatever culture group or uh, just way of thinking that we were brought up in. The problem with that is that you have actually been called to something different. You've been called to new traditions. You've been called to a new people. More specifically, you've been called to a people that share an identity because of the word and work of Jesus. And this morning, as we look at our text, we want to see what that identity is. And it could be summarized in one word that is blessed. Now, uh, when I say the word blessed, you might be thinking of different things. You might be thinking hashtag blessed. You might be thinking of, um, there's actually a really funny hashtag blessed, too blessed to something. I can't remember. Anyway, uh, you could be thinking of financial blessing. You could be thinking of any sort of material blessing. You could be thinking of uh, sort of this this idea that if you're called blessed, then maybe one day that's going to manifest itself in something bigger for you in the life that you have here and now. But that's not the type of blessed that Jesus is talking about this morning. Let's see what kind of blessed he is talking about. Seeing the crowds, he went up on the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him. Now, prior to this, we've seen great crowds gathering around Jesus. But specifically, who is Jesus speaking to here? He's speaking to his disciples. And then there's probably a lot of other people listening in. When he sat down, his disciples came to him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, now before, was Jesus thinking telepathically with people? Like he's just making eye contact and people know what he's saying? No, this is a a, sort of a Jewish phrase that's being used here. Uh, Remember, Matthew is a gospel that's being written specifically to a Jewish community. So Jesus opened his mouth and taught them, saying, blessed are the poor in spirit. To which you and I just have to look at immediately and say, really? Are they? For theirs is the kingdom of God. How does that work? I thought I had to be rich in the Holy Spirit to get the kingdom of God. Okay, there's a couple of things happening here, and we're going to come back to it in just a couple of minutes. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Good. So if I mourn with those who mourn and I'm in a constant state of mourning, 
over the state of the world and this life, then maybe um, I will be comforted, right? No, that's not where we're going either. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. That's just not true. <laughs> when was the last time you saw a meek person? What, what is meek? Kind of, kind of lowly, accommodating to other people, or maybe someone that's been put in their place. When was the last time you saw that person really jumping out and getting ahead in life, right? Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Okay, if I just want it bad enough, it's going to come to me. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Oh, well, there, there's that again. I guess I got to go out, I got to show mercy. And if I do that, then I will receive mercy from God. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. At which point we just skip over that one because we know that ain't happening, right? Blessed are the, pe the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Now, I'm not expecting that anyone should watch this movie. You shouldn't watch this movie, but great movie. Blessed are the cheesemakers. <laughs> If you, if you know that reference, great. If you don't, better. Uh, <laughs> blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for they will be persecuted, uh, for, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So now, oftentimes, this can be taught in this way. All the people sitting in front of Jesus were, were meek and they were humble and they were following the law and they were peacemakers and all they needed was a little bit of encouragement, a little bit of push from the law of God to do better at these things, to kind of make them more sturdy so that all of these promises would be true for them. Here's the bad news about that interpretation. It's wrong, okay? <laughs> are we hearing law here? Sure, sure we are. You should be a peacemaker. Paul's going to say that elsewhere in his letters. Um, uh, we should be merciful. We should be holy as our Lord God is holy. All of these things are true. And yet, if we skip over this identity word that's been given to us, then we miss the whole point of this passage. So let's read these again, but with the understanding of what our identity is. First and foremost, you are blessed. This is the identity that you are given in Christ. You are blessed. This is not some sort of short-term blessing. This is not some sort of in-this-life blessing. This is a forever blessing that we are talking about here. And that first blessing, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Blessed are those who understand that they have sin and there is nothing that they can do to save themselves. Because when you're in that position and you realize that God is the only one who could possibly call you blessed, yours is the kingdom of heaven. 
Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Mourning is not fun, right? Um, Mourning is not fun, and all of us go through seasons of life which feel like maybe extended mourning. All of us have the opportunity to come alongside others that are mourning. And yet, here's the deal. In this life, there will be trials, right? There will be struggles, there will be pain, and there will be sorrow. And if you somehow swallow the pill that causes you to think that, I just got to brush this off, and I've got to just get on with life, and I've got to be joyful and happy, and I need to act blessed because I'm called blessed, then you are missing the good opportunity that you have to mourn. And know that that mourning will not last forever. That instead, uh, mourning lasts for a time, but in the morning, in the other kind of mourning then, uh, we know that, uh, that light comes, right? And it comes in the person of Jesus Those who mourn in the here and now will be comforted. You are blessed. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those people that are not relying upon their own power and strength to secure something for themselves, but instead are resting in the good word that they are in fact blessed. Does this mean that you shouldn't strive or work hard or do anything like that? No. Does this mean that you have to be a doormat for everybody? No. Does this mean that somehow you must uh, feign or act some sort of meekness so people will know you as a Christian? No. What this means is you, as a Christian, understand that only Jesus can save you. And all the things that we work for in this world, as good as they may be in the here and now, and even and hopefully as good as they are for our neighbor in the here and now, these things are are nothing that are getting us closer to Jesus and the salvation that He has for us. Instead, we have no power in and of ourselves to get to Christ. He comes to us and He calls us blessed. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. You know, when it comes to our holiness, when it comes to, um, I guess you could say it like this, the law of God being applied to our lives and God the Holy Spirit renewing our minds and repenting us and bringing us back to God, uh, these are, these are good things. And I hope that for each and every one of us that when we fail, when we don't stand up to God's law, that we first of all run back to Jesus and that we second of all want and desire more and more to be becoming what Jesus calls us and what one day He promises us we will be. I hope that's true for each and every one of us. But why would we hunger and thirst? Are we hungering and thirsting because, you know what, I'm just not working hard enough, I'm not focusing hard enough, 
and if I just get my mind right, then I can uh, harvest and cause it to rain? No. We're hungering and thirsting because we lack it. It's a drought and a famine. So for those people that understand that they are lacking both in, in righteousness uh, and, and in holiness, it's for that person that God says, you will be satisfied. It's to that person, Jesus says, you are in fact blessed. You are a set-aside person by God. Blessed are, the, uh, blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. You know, in the Lord's Prayer, we pray this. Uh, forgive us our sins as we, it could be translated or said in a different way, go about forgiving those around us. The expectation in the prayer is that we are reminded we need to forgive others because we have been forgiven. And the same is true for those that have received mercy. For you that are called blessed, remember to be merciful. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Uh, this could sound like a very noble and poetic thing that's happening here, but if we were to read just a little bit further in Jesus' sermon, we would understand uh, our anger, our lust, our uh, unfaithfulness is all piling up against us in the category of unpure heart. And instead, we actually need to be called blessed by Jesus because there's no way that we are going to be holy as our Lord God is holy without Him. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Uh, our world is not one of peace, right? And you... Me, we're not people of peace typically. We might be people of making appeasement because we want to get by with as little maybe struggle or hassle, right? But are we peacemakers? What kind of peace are we talking about there? The peace that we're talking about, we're not talking about brokering treaties between nations. We're not talking about uh, maybe even peace in a household. We're talking about peace between man and God. There's one peacemaker that we have, and his name is Jesus. And he calls us blessed in this passage. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account or because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. In Isaiah chapter 61, we read this, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted and to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of of the prison to those who are bound to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn to grant those who mourn in Zion to grant to those who mourn in Zion to give them a beautiful headdress instead of ashes the oil instead of gladness the oil of gladness instead of mourning 
the garment of praise instead of a faint spirit? That they may be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that He may be glorified. There in Isaiah chapter 61, what we're hearing, what we're reading, is the promise of one day God's people would truly understand what it means to be blessed. Um, I've got a lot of other scripture references here that I would like to touch on. Um, Of course, in Isaiah 55, Come, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And he who has no money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen diligently to me and eat what is good and delight yourselves in rich food. What's happening there? This is another one of those passages of great promise at the end of all things, right? On the last day when the Lord invites us into His feast. And there we see that we are no longer hungering and thirsting, but instead we have been satisfied by God Himself. He calls you blessed. He gives you a brand new identity. And so for all of those people that have come before us, for all of those people on that that hill that day with Jesus, and for all of those that will come after us, we share the identity of being called blessed by the work of the Word of Jesus. To us in this sermon, when Jesus says blessed, He's not making a statement of what ifs. He's declaring it so on your behalf. Until next time, know that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit is with you all.